August 23rd, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, NXT 2.0 on the road to Worlds Collide. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight to talk about NXT, a lights out match, contract signings, unifications. It's hot in Florida at NXT. Things are happening. Things are developing. People are going to the main roster. Surprises, cameos, all that and more. But before we dive into the NXT 2.0, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Well, Raw roared back with another big rating. The Triple H era continues to be a success. 2.005 million viewers. That is a second episode over 2 million after they did that huge number the night after SummerSlam. But Raw from Canada, I think people knew it was going to be a sold-out show with a packed crowd. Edge wrestling in his hometown. It did have a pay-per-view feel throughout. And while it didn't probably it leads to the increase in viewers because it was unadvertised. I think Johnny Gargano's debut, it was a big moment on Twitter. It was, it yeah. did look like it contributed to a very good quarter above average quarter for when he was on television. So a very successful episode of raw with another big number, Issa. Uh, well-deserved. I actually enjoyed all three hours of this episode of raw as crazy as it sounds. I don't think the episode started hot and he just never, never took off the pedal. I, I really, really enjoyed last night's episode. Sort of role. Like you said, Borderline felt like a premium live event. Loved the surprise by Gargano. Loved that it wasn't spoiled. It was unexpected. I was doing a watch along and it took me like a second to even have a reaction because my brain couldn't comprehend the music that, that I had just hit. Like it took me like, I don't even know how people reacted there live. I can only imagine, but it took me a second to comprehend. I really, really, really really liked last night's episode of Raw. So I'm excited that they got that viewership. They deserve more, honestly. I really thought it was that solid. It's exciting. I did not watch uh, Raw last night. Oh, you what were you watching, Glenn? Caught up on Evil on Paramount Plus. Uh, we're only okay. one episode left till being done with the season. It's just, it's you know, we're it's it's time to catch up on TV shows. I've got too much in the queue, as it were. So you know, so gotta... even though Better Call Saul is off the air, you're still looking for something else to replace your Monday viewing other than Raw. I'm rewatching Better Call Saul like at night after the wife know. goes to sleep. I'm like rewatching that on my phone. Uh, it's been good. Good times. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, it's just period of adjustment. I think and sometimes you get in different moods. I hooked up a uh, retro emulator on my computer installed, got that up and working. So I was playing, you know, some like old arcade games and stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's kind of having mellow week. It's nice. That's good here. I love that for you. But uh, I did love this episode of Raw. I thought it was a very good episode of Raw. I th think as the changes are being implemented into Raw more and more, I think it's getting better. And I think it's still keeping up that momentum. We've now established a trend, much like AEW's established kind of a trend of faltering in recent weeks. WWE <laughs> Raw now, that residual bounce that they initially got from that Raw after SummerSlam it's still there. Like they are still maintaining people. There's still a lot of interest. The shows are still doing very well. And it, I think there's a perception that Triple H has a lot more up his sleeve. So people keep coming back. Uh, a trend of, 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 so it's like you have, you have a trend lately, AEW, a trend of failure. Yes. It's just, just a little softness. You know, you can't fail if you're number one. They've been number one, I, I think uh, eight of the last 10 weeks or something like that, but the numbers are faltering year over year and uh, they're, they're going down for these recent weeks. Now is that softness with an AWFT? Oh, yeah. All caps, too, yes. depending on, you know, where he signs. Uh, what else is going on in the news? <laughs> well, we talked about Johnny Gargano. Let's talk about some backstage news about Johnny Gargano's return. It was kept a super-duper surprise to the point where not even the production team, according wow. to PW Insider, knew of Johnny Gargano coming to WWE uh, until minutes beforehand. He was hidden up until it got to the gorilla position. A lot of people backstage were not aware that Johnny Gargano had returned until really they saw him. So they went to desperate lengths to keep this a secret. And another thing I love about this, I think it's so petty and tactical, is uh, AEW is going to be in Cleveland this week for their big show. And so there's not going to be that bounce or that, that interest of, is Johnny Gargano going to show up? Because he's already done that on Raw. And I think this is a good episode to do it because in Toronto, Canada, they are very familiar with him. And he mm -hmm. came off like a very big star, Glenn. Yeah, it looked uh, great from what I saw online. Very glad he's back in the fold. Uh, Triple H, just uh, like like Sam Beckett leaping through time, just writing what once went wrong under Vince McMahon's <laughs> oversight. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't get spoiled. 
And and it goes to show you that if you really want something to not be spoiled, you can you can make it happen. It depends on how badly you want it, right? Because I feel like there's two different approaches, which is with AEW where they don't guarantee you who's coming back, but you kind of know it and it makes you tune in at times. I, I don't know. I guess there's two different approaches to this. Would you rather kind of know and tune in and get and get that? Like with Omega, we knew it was gonna be Omega, or would you rather be surprised? As a fan, I love I love those kind of moments where you just don't know what's going to happen. And I thought it was very very well executed we get spoiled so much i mean like them just announcing oh better call Saul final season walter white and jesse pinkman are making an appearance like i like having that true element of surprise it keeps us watching we never know what's going to happen next um i think this is good now the question is uh since there's been some changes alfred are the streets uh still texting on saturday mornings or was that you know Oh, all the streets, time. Uh, oh, streets are still. I released. Uh, I released the streets information from a yacht in Miami this past weekend. It was a. Uh, it was a very, very fun experience. But uh, yes, we we talk all the time. And uh, and listen, I can't expose all the secrets from the streets, but just know that they're alive and well, and they say hi, Glenn. They like your shirt. How were? Uh, how was the charcuterie on the uh, the yacht? Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about this blue cheese in Miami. They grow a brand and a mold of cheese like nowhere else on this country. I think it's the tropical weather, but something about this cheese was so warm and so beautiful. And the sausages were especially thick paws that it just led to the best board I think I've ever had in my life, Glenn. It was a top five charcuterie board. Way better than that Ku Klux charcuterie that some people have, but it was great charcuterie for me, let me tell you. There you go. But how does it compare to Dr. Oz's crudite? That's the question. Oh, nobody compares to that, Glenn. That is goat. That is goat status, Dr. Oz. That is slanderous, Dr. Oz. <laughs> what else we got? What else we got in the news? Well, I don't know how to make this transition, but very sad news for Gigi Dolan is that she, she did have a concussion. That's what happened oh, in terms of toxic attraction being pulled from that match in that tournament. They're going to reverse course. It was kind of a train wreck. I think there was a lot of speculation that she had forgotten the match, and that's apparently what happened. So tough break for toxic attraction, which is another call-up. But apparently they were uh, uh, injured early and it just the match fell apart. So they're not going to be at this tag tournament despite winning their debut. It's tough. This tournament feels yeah. a little cursed. It's only cursed by NXT. They should have never added an NXT team to it. It's only the Damn. NXT teams that are cursed. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. It seems like not a bad Like It's good that Triple H is the one in charge right now because once bitten twice, sorry, this McMahon would have said, I never want to see any of these people in my purview again. Wow. Uh, well, oh, by the way, you guys brought up a point in terms of, um, I completely agree with you guys and that I love the fact that it was a shock legitimately. I thought it was a great moment personally, but you kind of wonder what kind of number they would have done if Johnny Gargano was advertised, know. given how big of a number. And then you saw this past week, AEW, Kenny Omega being on TV with CM Punk, you would think that would do at least a million. And the number was actually down from the week prior because I think a lot of people legitimately uh, did not know Kenny Omega was going to be on the show. I think there's this perception that everybody, you know, most of the fan base, but I do think it would help to advertise but don't you think that it's probably good for a consistent so as opposed to the short-term pop don't you think it's good for a consistent couple hundred thousand people if you can credibly build an air of saying anything can happen you never know who's going to appear next i mean aw kind of had that early on like i think that if they can stick the landing on that that could keep people tuning in as long as they pay that off semi-regularly Sure. The problem is they don't pay it off. People show up, you're excited, and then they just end up in dark. So, yeah. I mean, you know that's not going to happen with Kenny Omega or CM Punk, but there's other names that we were very excited to see come to AW, and they haven't really done much with them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so do we have anything else in the news? Nothing else in the news. That was a very eventful news cycle. And, um, again, okay. WWE continues to it just it, a lot of stuff around them. And maybe AEW will pull themselves out of that slump starting tomorrow because they need a good number and they need some type of buzz. So I feel like coming out of tomorrow's show, which is presumably going to bring in a big audience between Punk and Moxley, I wonder if they'll run a big angle or bring somebody out or do something to kind it's of gonna generate go to buzz contest. their way. They're going to probably wrestle for an hour and oh, they'll run out God. of the time limit. God, don't tell me that. That's what they do. That's what they do. They did it with Hangman and Brian for that title match, remember? Yeah. So everybody, uh, we talked about this Friday. I made a mock-up today while I was on a call that uh, I wasn't really participating in, and I did this on my phone. Everybody, go to my Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein, and retweet this. We need the Bloodline merch with Sami Zayn added <laughs> to the Bloodline. 
I literally did this in uh, a good two minutes on my phone. Alfred, did you watch That's that amazing. segment? Oh, yeah, amazing. Oh, Sammy my gosh. So Sammy I want Roman them Reigns. at some point to be a tag team, Zayn and Reigns, and yes. just to the moon. Not that deep. Not that amazing, deep. amazing chemistry. I want, I want, I want Zayn and Reigns. I need it. He's been acknowledged now. We got Roman treating him like a member of the bloodline. Who do you think Roman Reigns is? Kenny Omega? They're gonna throw him in a freaking trios. Zayn and Reigns is the star of the company. WrestleMania 39. Zayn and Reigns versus the Usos. I need it in Inglewood. If the Rock can't show up, Sami Zayn's got your back. Sami Zayn will fill that void that the Rock could fill if the Rock can't make it. Sami Zayn's the next best thing. Uh, Sami Zayn, people for years have doubted me when I said I could see him being a top guy. He's kind of low-key on his way, I think, with uh, this bloodline. I mean, the fact that you've got Roman, they're not treating him like a joke. They're not treating him mm-hmm. like uh, he's like a complete poser in this. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, and he showed out like a complete star. Obviously, he's in his home country of Montreal, Canada, but that crowd was as hot of a crowd as WWE has had, and they loved Sammy. They were even chanting for him on Raw when Kevin Owens was getting beaten down. So there is, there's always been something to Sammy Zayn, and the more they invest in him, I think the more he gives them a return on their investment. Yes, and in addition to quote tweeting it, if you're going to a live event, print it out and put it on a T-shirt and just wear that on the ramp and see if anyone notices. That's the key. God, I love Sammy Zane. Everybody retweet that, please. That that does need to be a t-shirt. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Gosh. Two minutes spent on a nap on my phone putting that together. Two, two whole minutes. 120 seconds. The key is it can't be too good. It has to look like it's just Photoshopped in. That's That's what makes it. <laughs> so uh let's talk about it's tuesday therefore it's nxt how are y'all feeling about nxt uk now we're they're making the switch to nxt europe so they're going to do this consolidation um i guess here's the first question in these unified titles do you think any of the nxt uk competitors have a chance in hell of being the unified champion absolutely not i mean maybe they'll throw a curveball with the women or something like that but that is the fundamental problem with this pay-per-view is it's now shaping up with a couple weeks left to be worlds collide nxt versus nxt uk so your tagline is it's going to be the company going out of business against the company still in business and that's going to pretty much spoil 80 percent of the results and if you're going against all out that is not enough all out has a bunch of storylines that are culminating after months whether it's christian and jungle boy which has been going on for months they have, yes, like, they they really have like two they have two matches announced for this pay-per-view and they have months to build it up so. i know but the, by the time that pay-per-view is announced <laughs> there's going to be multiple matches on that pay-per-view that i personally have been invested in in terms of them telling a story and leading me there and i'm only talking about that not saying that this is a perfect pay-per-view but if my options on a saturday night or a sunday night whenever they go head to head are all out versus this world's collide They're thing with a defunct company and what? an active company i'm yeah. definitely going with all out world collides is starting earlier so you can enjoy both. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't going to, especially on a Sunday, aren't going to sit down and watch wrestling for several hours a day. If you're a casual person, you're probably going to want to pick one or the other and not have to hold if your You're a casual, off. you're not watching either one, sadly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're mostly not. But if you're somebody, there's definitely a casual version of wrestling fans. I bet you because Worlds Collide is free on Peacock, I bet you it does very close viewership number. It's just that AEW is getting paid for theirs. They're getting paid extra. Yeah, and this is just a warning shot. Like, this is not Triple H and WWE. It does not look like it's them going for AEW's throat. They're just sending out a couple of warning shots. It's like an exhibition pay-per-view that I don't think is at all going to take away clout or buzz from AEW all out the way it could if a bunch of surprises were planned or if a big match happened. I think this reminds me of when Drake came out with Charged Up, where it was like, it was a pretty good diss track, but he had like back-to-back in his back pocket the whole time. And then he came out with that a couple of days later, and it was like one of the greatest diss tracks of all time. Uh, that's what, this is Charged, this is NXT Charged Up. It's just a warning shot. Oh, that's yeah. I thought it was an after that. I thought this was like, what's Clef got to do with it? Sort of oh, like, damn. we thought this feud was over, but now just need to add another word to it, you know? I mean, NXT went against 
WrestleMania night one or two, remember? Like, this isn't new for NXT to be putting an event. They competed against themselves at WrestleMania weekend. So I'm not, I'm not mind blown by this. But to Alfred's point, making the women's a triple threat match does have me a little bit curious with how this will go because somebody can take the pin to protect someone here. So I really want to see how this ends up. So tonight, we open with Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate. Oh, the charisma. The charisma just oozing out of that ring in this promo as they talked about putting their titles Tyler on Tyler Riley was shook. Yeah, they're coming for us. No, Tyler Bate may be coming for a throne as Mr. Charisma. <sighs> this Braun Breaker's fine. He just needs more to work. I feel like the ribbon Braun Breaker, they're like putting him through like some tough obstacle course where it's like you got to work with all these guys and try to get over it. But Tyler Bates, shout out to Tyler Bates, though. We'll, we'll get into that. Shout out to him. He was actually very good on the show, I thought. Agreed. Yeah, I like Tyler, uh, but I don't. I just don't see him winning. I mean, that would be a big change for NXT to just go all in, pardon the pun, on this guy over Braun. Tyler Bates looks like he's going to culinary school in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's his gimmick, you know? He likes to cook charcuterie. There you go. Yeah, I hope you make me some. What kind of sauces would you think he would make? <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> oh, um, the little cheese cubes inside. Oh, the che- the cheesy sauces? What is, what is uh, that one called? Pacheco? No, sure. No, br- what did you say? I don't know. I mean, Googling cheesy sausage. Yeah, cheesy sausage. Uh, no, I mean, this is tough. This was their opening segment. This is not a hot angle. This is not a hot storyline. You got a guy right, who just met. It was continuation. That... Sure. That's where we left it last week. Where they were staring at each other. And we picked up right where we left off. So I, at least I'll give them that. Uh, I'm not giving them anything. This had Forbidden Door vibes, this whole show, where one segment after another, it's all these strangers coming in who the crowd is not familiar with. They're in Orlando, Florida. Half these people just woke up from a hangover. They're not watching NXT UK. And I just felt like there were so many moments where it was clear that the audience didn't know who these people were, even though they were supposed to be a big deal. And if you remember that period in AEW, people just stopped watching. It did like 761,000, which was like their lowest number in a year. And I just, I didn't get, I didn't feel anything for this pay-per-view. NXT had great numbers last week for Heatwave. They yeah. the highest rate ratings they gotten in, in a while. So it was it, I will say it was a week follow-up episode overall to a show that did very well for them. You know what this is like? Uh NXT thinks this is like Marvel versus Capcom, but this is like SNK versus Capcom. Where it's like, well, I know all the Street Fighter characters, I'm familiar with them, but who in the hell is playing King of Fighters and all these SNK fighting games with all these characters I've never heard of? That you know, like Marvel versus Capcom. Now that's that's a dope game. Like you play that and it's like, yeah, I want to play Mega Man versus Captain America. I want to play play uh, you know, Chung Li versus Black Widow. But you get the SNK and it's like, I just don't know the characters, man. I know some of you fighting game nerds are into this, but I'm just not that hardcore. Shout out to Terry Bogart from Fatal Fury. You get it. You understand. Hell yeah. Why didn't they ever do King of the Monsters? King of Monsters versus Street Fighter. That would have been awesome. Like, oh, that'd been dope. There's still time. Godzilla versus Guile, you know? <laughs> that'd be Play fire. the hell out of that. Yeah. Sonic Boom. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of arcade games. The past couple days, oh, I, I got the, the emulation hooked up. It's been good times. Uh, so yeah, I don't care about this at all, and um, this is nothing. Yeah, this is <laughs> it's kind of a disappointment because I was really hoping for more. I loved your idea, Glenn, of a potential NXT homecoming, and you yeah. know, I, this is literally a war. It's like when North Korea sends out test missiles. They're doing it right before. They're they're just letting you know we're right here. And they're not really going for AEW. It's just a show there because there's not going to be a whole, even among these wrestling fans with the audience, there's not going to be a whole lot of people watching from beginning to the end in terms of the majority of people watching All Out. A lot of people are just going to want to tune in for All Out, uh, you know, hang out during the day. And they need a reason to come and watch an NXT. And I don't think this is the reason. Hey, at least that a Dennis Rodman showing up trying to keep the peace. You know, I yeah. mean, we could we could do better here. No, but um, I think the women's match is more interesting. I think they're doing a better job, also, like putting Tyler tonight was against Von Wagner. Like, just kind of like you're not really 
wetting the appetite to show me what a badass this guy is and why I should care. And with Braun, Braun just still is like a charisma vacuum. It's terrible. Um, but let's talk about Brooks and Dunn versus Gallus. <laughs> is that a guy? Like for the NXT Tag Team Champions uh, Championship, uh, Gallus getting uh, the win, but they didn't get the titles. But Brooks and Dunn, uh, which one was wrestling in uh, cutoff jorts? Like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, with Dennis talking about how low he can split or uh, looking like uh, Tob Tobias Funky and never nude from Arrested Development. Uh, like, I just can't take the cutoff jorts seriously. I don't know which one it was, uh, but this was an okay match. It wasn't the it was best. Fine. It was It was fine. You know what I can't take seriously? The Gallus boy saying, we're going to bring the titles back home. Bro, you ain't got no yeah. home. Your home is done. You got evicted. You're not taking those titles anywhere. What are you going to progress? <laughs> What's that? Your, your, your home went out for cigarettes and it's not coming back. Okay. What do you think? What do you think the average view number of NXT UK is? Because this is the problem. Like they're asking us to invest in a show that I would be shocked if in the U.S. is watched by more than 100,000 people each week. Yeah, and that's the problem. Not only does it have a very small viewership, but it's also out now that it's essentially a lame duck company. And I just think those things are combining to, maybe this is just more of a favorite of the wrestlers in terms of all their sure. hard work, because these are going to be good matches. I mean, for people yeah. who are serious about the wrestling, it's going to be good matches. But one of the things we're hamstrung with is that there's not a lot of time to even tell people who these people are. Yeah, and this was was it technically a DQ finish, but pretty deadly interfered. So Gallus got yeah, the win. Yeah, this is DQ. Yeah, and they're and selling like they won the titles. Diamond Mine came out of nowhere and attacked Gallus. This is going to end up being a fatal four way for the unified yep. titles, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Okay. So then things took a turn. I mean, unless you're a fan of cut off jorts, which. <laughs> Hey, we all got our thing. Uh, but the Grayson Waller effect with Apollo Crews and him asking Apollo, didn't you used to have an accent? <laughs> this was great. This, this was, was great. I love this. This was one of my favorite things on the show tonight. He was actually live on Instagram too, which was way ahead of the actual show if you were watching yeah. him on Instagram live. Uh, but I personally thought both of these guys came out on top here. I love both of them. I thought Apollo looked excellent and I thought that Grayson Waller held his own with him. I, I don't I'm tired of the low budget miss insult though. I feel like we're using it to every well, white boy in wrestling. <laughs> like, let's think about that for a second though. That's part of the Miz's legacy is the more I hear that I'm just thinking is this one of the most influential wrestlers of the modern era? Right. Where so right. so many clones Miz is starting to remind me of Dave Attell what he is to comedy. There's so many oh. people who directly rip off Dave Attell but Dave Attell didn't get to the level of fame to where people would know that he's being ripped off. Bill Hicks the same thing and P Patrice O'Neill is another name like that mm -hmm. and the Miz is of that ilk where there's so many people ripping him off that it's like you turn around and you're like wait a minute all these people are ripping off the Miz like he, he's not yeah. the biggest name but think of Ethan Page MJF and now we're getting that insult for uh Grayson Waller the Miz might be the Nas of pro wrestling I said it damn <laughs> why have we gotten black Miz yet how come there's been a black Miz <laughs> they didn't put one of us in a suit come on now <laughs> Apollo doing the accent, though, that brought me life. <laughs> um, yeah, this was good. I enjoyed this. I like the I camera too. on Grayson Waller's face. I, I thought this presentation was very good. This is definitely a newer version of what they do all the time. I like the update. Cameron Grimes is starting to feel like a sixth-year senior. Like, dude, you're you still you're still I'm here. So tired of him. I mean, I love him, and but it's just time to graduate and move on, dude. He needs he needs to be bitch slapped back to reality. Like somebody needs to do it. Like you I just want somebody backstage to just stop him and just slap him out of nowhere and keep walking, and then he just comes back to reality. <laughs> you guys don't think that uh, Joe Gacy can save this character? No. No. Does Grimes even have a gimmick anymore? I mean, we're not seeing the stock thing. It's in his entrance, but it's not. I don't know. Like, I think he's six months past his time to uh, graduate. And this match versus Javier Bernal tonight was absolutely nothing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, even with all these guys getting called up, NXT still needs to maintain that balance of having good hands around at the very least. And it's very yeah. telling that he hasn't 
there hasn't even been whispers of Cameron Grimes being pegged to get called up in the Triple H era. So maybe he is just destined to be in NXT. So weird. Terry Allen Jr. with the real questions, asking Alfred, are you buying God of War or Ragnarok? That's a very real question. Never really been that much into God of War for years now, but um, knock yourself out. You'll have to tell me how it is. There you go. Um, I'll get it if you recommend it. I I just I so I finally got a PS5 and I've wanted a PS5 for so long and now I've got the PS5 on the way and I'm trying to remember wait what game did I want to play on PS5? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've already forgotten. Uh, I want to play the game Stray where you play as a cat. I think that's going to be hours of enjoyment, hitting a button to make the cat meow. Um, so Blair Davenport beat Indy Hartwell which was cool. Uh, Blair, I thought, looked great tonight. I think Blair has a fantastic look. Um, Very, yeah, I think she's just poised uh, for success on NXT, but I do think because she's not a champion in this three-way match, she is absolutely going to end up eating the pin. Uh, yeah, but she had an excellent presentation tonight. I thought she looked great. The match was a little bit clunky at times, but nothing to like really, really complain a lot about. I feel bad for Indy up to this point, right? Not knowing what was coming up next. It's like Indy's just losing matches here. What are we doing with her? But I thought Blair looked excellent, and it makes sense why they showcased her this way because, you know, she ended up being added to this title match. Yeah. And so we're also going to have, um, so it's going to be a three-way match and we're going to have NXT UK women's champion, Maiko Satomura in the match as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely agree about Blair Davenport in terms of, she just feels like she fits right in with NXT. I think better than just about anybody from the UK brand. I feel like she just slipped in and it was almost as if she had been on NXT TV for a while and is coming back. And I think she's just going to get better, but yeah, I definitely see her taking the loss. Kelvin saying Blair's going to win it all. I will see. Maybe they'll switch it up on us. Yes. Wow. Um, oh, uh, Sergio Freeman's knowing uh, Sergio saying he can still can't get a PS five around here. I was able to get one on PlayStation direct. They might still have them. I had to buy the bundle, uh, but it was in stock. Was able to get the order to go through, through PlayStation nice. directly. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, Xbox was easy to get. Nobody wants the Xbox except me. supply and demand. Yeah. Everybody wants the PS five. It's crazy but no i think blair uh is good but she's not i mean come on calvin she's she's not gonna win this i still think I Nikita mean, is gonna take the title off mandy i think that's the plan well see i mean you can't be a world champion if you can't go all over the world although that that has been refuted so we'll see we'll figure it out how are you feeling after miami speaking of which i'm feeling point? great Florida yeah. is like, I missed it made me miss Miami watching these people in Florida looking tired and hung over. I, I was, I've been there. I was just there yesterday. Uh, so uh, very fun in Miami and I plan to go back. Nice. You say you feeling better. You fully recovered. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Um, oh, dream realm studio said they tried a lemon <laughs> perfect today. and liked it. These are so good. Like I, for, I forget to order these. We go through these and I'm like, Oh, I need to order another case there. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's talk about the index reunion. Yes, Dexter, yes, hot off of Raw, goes into the ring, picks up Indy, gives her a note, says, You know, I love you, I have to go for now, and then goes outside and gets arrested in an iconic shot that will forever live in NXT in the history of their romance. Oh, this is brilliant. Was it a reunion or was it a goodbye? Oh, I hope it's a goodbye that leads to a reunion. I really hope that this wasn't a send off and they're going to go their separate ways. I think a lot of people were speculating that when he carried her, it's like, oh, he's carrying her to the main roster. But I mean, the fact that this man crawled from Canada to be with his woman, that can't end tonight. No, it can't. It can't. But do you think he left some codes in this note to tell her where the miss is? Oh, maybe. Mm. Possibly, yeah. Maybe he did. I, I hope it's something like that. I hope it's something. Have that we heard from the Miz? Is the Miz still alive? He's out influencing other. Watch. By the time Miz gets out of wherever he is, he's gonna have influenced all those rats that are crawling around in the hole that he's in. 
Oh my God. Now that you say that, I need a, I need a video montage of the miss escaping a weird thing and showing up in the middle of the streets in Canada, like asking traffic for help. <laughs> he beat the zombies. He survived the zombies. So, you know, uh, oh, here we go. So Dylan Matthews. Why you had to MVP. bring that up, man? I had just forgotten about it. Dylan Matthews, the MVP there. So we've got a mock-up of what oh, yeah. Roman looks like wearing the updated and correct bloodline shirt. Great. Never looked better ever. <laughs> right, Ethan? Uh, I mean, he can look good <laughs> in anything. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I love seeing Index back. This was a really cool shot with him this getting arrested. Another, another highlight of the show for me, definitely and the a Index. Great program. promo from Indy. I thought Indy did a very good job sitting on that apron, cutting that promo, because, you know, you could tell she got a lot of that language and that is still there with WWE scripting, but she did a good job delivering it. And then it just led to Dexter popping out in the corner. And I, hey, this guy's on fire right now. I mean, he's, he's, nobody's doing more with less in wrestling right now than Dexter Loomis. Yes. Yeah. I uh, love, I love the trick yesterday with the, with the decoy. He felt very Joker dark Knight using a decoy so he could actually kidnap the Miz. We thought he was after AJ Styles. That's not really the case. I, I am very intrigued by everything Dexter is, is doing. What if he just wants to steal AJ's hair? I mean, I don't blame him. I've been trying for years. <laughs> Kelvin uh, Alexander saying Indy's going to send him a cake with a fire. Yes, let's go. Beautiful. Uh, she's a ride or die. She's, got, she's a ride or die. She's going to sneak a cell phone in there too. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> How's she going to get it in there? Inside the cake. Alfred, oh, the cake. please. No, what do you mean, please? I'm just asking. I can't ask questions on this podcast. I said inside so, the cake. Take it however you want. Inside the cake. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you missed Friday. Friday, Friday got saucy on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just making up for lost time then. Yeah. Uh, so Legato Del Fantasma versus America's Sweethearts, the Dyad. Oh, fuck this match. Um, I mean, whatever. Tell us how you really feel, Glenn. So one of the dudes in the Dyad looks like HBK's illegitimate son. The other dude looks like he's DMing, uh, Dungeons and Dragons game later this evening. Um, and they're hanging out with Joe Gacy. Like, dude. However bad you think your life is, these guys got problems. <laughs> but yeah. they won. Wow. Wow. Alfred is over it. <laughs> he don't even want to tell us how he feels about it. There was a lot of people that we are not too familiar with or that we are not invested in on tonight's episode of NXT. And I think that hurt it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Where was Nikita? Where were uh, something more meaningful with Tony Carmelo Bandito? Hayes? There was no Trey Williams. Yeah. Like there was a lot of people missing tonight and you, and you felt it. The, yeah. yeah. The guy in all white that you compared to Shawn Michaels. The only thing that I could notice about this whole segment was he kept blending into the ring because he was wearing white boots. His skin was very white. His face was very white. And at parts, it was like they're wrestling John Cena where I could not see what was going on at all. The guy completely blended in. I thought that was, this could be my favorite segment because there are points in the match where he literally disappears into that ring. So, okay, here's my theory on this. It's the dog days of summer. Main roster's good. We're getting a rebrand to NXT Europe. Maybe this is just meant to be a transitional pay-per-view for the hardcore fans, and maybe we're going to get like an NXT 2.5 soft relaunch sure. in the fall because we're almost coming up on a year of NXT 2.0. But it feels like right now, I mean, elements of tonight felt like they were running on fumes a little bit. They don't have, mm -hmm. like a lot of the hottest angles have, have definitely cooled down. Yes. Yeah, I could definitely see a reboot particularly after they have worlds collide and then they're going to have the direction. And then maybe that show goes against the next day, AEW pay-per-view. I, I think if they do rebuild this triple H is going to build it to compete against AEW. Yeah. Um, I mean, and think about it too. It's like, think about triple H's strengths and he's playing with like Vince's and to a lesser extent HBK's like toy box still with NXT. They really got rid of and stopped pushing like Triple H has now got to it's, it's actually it's kind of like um it's kind of like you hit auto draft on WWE uh, GM mode, you know, and now you just <laughs> got to sort of make the best with the the roster that you got. 
Yeah, that's. I was actually speaking about that on my stream, where I feel like Triple H has a lot on his plate right now, so NXT might not be on top of the priority list, so we're just going to put it on autopilot for a little bit mm -hmm. until we get the main roster straight up, and then maybe we'll, we'll start working on NXT. But you can tell NXT is not top priority right now but it, it wasn't I, I i feel the show that was the tuesday before heat wave was worse than tonight tonight had some highlights it did not very yeah. it did this match was not one of them and then tony d'angelo was mad at delgado uh, legato delgado legato uh for losing and uh, then legato got picked up by an old friend Santa yeah taking them to go off probably to raw or smackdown I love this. I am so used to WWE being over the top and not having any subtlety. I very much expected that license plate to say WWE Raw or exactly where they would be heading. But this is great. It looks like Legato Del Fantasma is coming with Santos Escobar. A lot of people were worried that that was not going to be the case. Yeah, that'd be great. But a lot of people were worried it wasn't going to be the case because they're still running this angle on NXT live shows where Legato Del Fantasma has to be a part of the D'Angelo family. But I'm going to love to see... Santos Escobar on either main roster, but I, I agree. I think SmackDown would be the better choice. So next week we get a promo, and then after uh, Worlds Collide, Tony D'Angelo goes for that NXT Championship unified and, and wins it. Yeah, it's time. It's colonize. He's gonna colonize the Steiner family. They're all Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner. They're both gonna have to be part of the D'Angelo family. A lot's at stake here. Yeah, be good. Be good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm ready for. I'm ready for a Tony D title reign in NXT. Me too. It, it does feel like he's ready. He's got the stable. He's got these storylines. He's gone around conquering. It's very comic book like in terms of Tony D'Angelo having this group that he's just going around and beating up all the other groups, and then he's eventually going to become the most powerful man. I like it. Yeah, and it makes what? sense for Legado to go with Santos because they weren't doing anything for Tony D here, so it makes yeah. sense. Cut the fat. So, uh, what did you think? Talk about just uh, all meat tonight. Tyler Bate versus Von Wagner. Uh, Issa, Von Wagner, hottest superstar in NXT, just the stars on the rise, his matches, his charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, his look is getting better. His look, like the shaggier look is better on him, I think. Yeah. He is slowly okay. improving every week. I'll, I'll give him that. Will you give him slowly. that, Issa? Slowly. Very, very slowly. <laughs> but this being, you know, a showcase for Tyler Bate, I mean, it just was what it was. It was I like that Tyler Bates finishes the spinning boy. <laughs> I, yes. I actually really boy. like this match. You don't see something like this in WWE every day. We're so conditioned, especially watching WWE, that the big guy is just going to beat on the little guy and squash him. And to see how they navigated around this, because I think we all expected Tyler Bate to win since he's going to be the challenger for the title. But to see how they navigated that, I thought they did a good job of having him sell, having it seem like he has no chance. And then I thought his comeback was good and convincing. I liked him wrestling-wise. And there's there's never been a doubt that he's a great wrestler or whatnot. It's just, it's just too much too soon. I feel like it's being heated up for this crowd. And I don't know if they all the way bought this. Yeah, and at some points it looks like Von Wagner doesn't know how to like move for his size, or maybe it's because of the size difference here. It was just awkward points, but it was still a good match. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Well, it was really a warm-up for the main event tonight. Oh. Feud of the year, low-key. Is it? Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Stratton tonight having a lights-out match. Wendy Chu coming to the ring wearing a onesie underneath her onesie. Inception. <laughs> It really was. <laughs> uh, Tiff Tiffany Stratton rocking like a different MMA inspired look tonight, yeah. which is different. Going, tough. Going into a big fight. Steve Marcuccioli saying Tiffany Stratton's major money on the main roster. I I could see Tiffany going to the main roster after tonight. I hope not. Let's not get crazy here. Like Tiffany Stratton, I think has had not even 20 matches yet. And some of these people, her included, even though she shows great potential, I think, could stand to spend another six months at least in NXT just learning the ropes. And then especially even having a world title reign, I would love to see that in NXT. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. But given that these NXT women's title reigns last for around a year each, like... That'd be fine. She might be a couple years. I mean, a lot of wrestlers 
you know, God love her. Lee has been in wrestling for almost a decade now, and she's still coming along and seems to be learning the ropes. And it would benefit Tiffany Stratton to not get shotgun into the main roster. And then when she's put in positions, I mean, we've seen this a couple of times with these, with the Gigi Dolan match, where she unfortunately had a concussion and forgot the match. If something, God forbid, like that happened in terms of uh, Tiffany Stratton having a bad performance early, she might get saddled with that label and it might be very hard for her to overcome. That's weird with Gigi Dolan, though. Gigi's been wrestling for a while. Yeah. yeah. And that just goes to show it takes a long time. And I'm not even saying she has not learned this. She actually looks quite good. And I think she shows the most promise in terms of the toxic attraction. But she's not all the way in terms of a seasoned pro. And she's been doing this for years. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I thought this was a good match. There were Legos. Do you think those were gimmicked Legos? Because I think that would really hurt. I hope so. Not. Those look. I think I'd rather take Legos. some. I think I'd rather take a thumbtack bump than Moxley. Moxley will quit. Moxley will quit if you saw this. I'm telling you right now. Doesn't it look more painful to fall on Legos though, in terms of? Yes. Didn't you see that? Even the ref moved them out of the way before he started doing the count. Like nobody yeah. wants that kind of smoke. Uh, Stangrips, how do you give Michelangelo? Uh, they would be uh, made out of like silicone or, or just soft material. Foam. Yeah. Yeah, something. I, I love this match. I thought it was very creative. The Legos, I pop for that. Pop for both of them having a different look. They looked in their own mm -hmm. little way more serious. Like they were in for a fight and they were ready to come in and handle business. Uh, and both of them were very creative in what they brought to the table. Like even Tiffany Stratton had a couple of tricks up her sleeve in her little bag. Yeah, the I love the Legos. Yes, because when she. <laughs> When she first brought the pillow, it was like a pillow, really? And then you see her struggling with it. You know something is up here. I love that she put her through a bed instead of a table. I I really did think they got very, very creative with some of the spots here. I, I didn't like the finish. You guys know I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I like Tiffany, so I wanted Tiffany to win here. But overall, I have fun watching this. I thought they killed it. Me too. That's exactly how I watched it. Is I had a lot of fun. You could tell the crowd was having fun. People were with it. I didn't know they literally meant a literal lights out match. Oh yeah. Adds a complete. I buried them last week or a couple weeks ago for saying that that they're copying AEW, but this is nothing like an AEW match. No. And I like the glow in the dark pajamas as well. I, I thought that this whole presentation yeah. was very well done. I thought the match was good. They got very creative with a lot of the weapons that they used, and it did fit the theme of a lights out match. So they did a good job. No, I thought yeah. it was good. Um, I thought the lighting was nice. It was different. I thought there were some good spots. Um, yeah, the dark blue light, I could see on some screens. Like at first, I was like, something wrong with my TV. But um, no, I love that she bust out the Lego spot. I mean, that's just... Uh, and then she took, uh, you know, in true... Uh, it's weird because she's kind of the heel. Somehow the role's reversed in this, but Wendy Chu won. When have, still, I, have she, I not been saying that Wendy Chu's the heel for the last like two months in this podcast? And she tried to final destination champ. Mandy Rose. She <laughs> tried to final destination Mandy Rose at that tanning bed, Glenn. She's a heel. I said you know, it about like Bart, ACM. She's like Bart Simpson. Is Bart Simpson a heel? You know? Yes. Real, so damn. she's a tweener. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Wendy Chu needs to release a hip hop song like "Do the Bartman." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! There we go. We just solved it. This is how Wendy Chu can get even more over in NXT. Let's go! I love it. Yeah. Get backup dancers all wearing onesies. Oh my! This would be fantastic. This would be huge. Uh, but she won tonight. So, uh, but yeah, the Lego spot. Oh, and then she took like two or three bumps on that. That was uh, something. Yeah, one but of the first one she completely missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they had to body slam her. Actually, the crowd started to turn on the match. Actually, I wouldn't. Fall... I wouldn't want to drop her on that either. I would be fearful to drop anybody yeah. on that. On here's my thought. I think falling on like two or three Legos hurts way more than falling on thirty Legos. Yeah. Yeah, the, the vision of falling on all those Legos is better for television, but definitely just thinking about anybody who stepped on Legos is way Barrett brought up. And that's like one of the most cliched analogies for being a dad is stepping on a Lego. That's why I will not get any girls pregnant because I'm not stepping on anybody's Legos. So that hurts, I hear. None of your women are getting pregnant. <laughs> the, the waiting room suddenly empties. <laughs> no, they have to sign a release. They know. They know. Hey, hey sit down. <laughs> Kelvin, uh, Tiffany is the ace of the last several recruiting classes for the women. Um, I think she's great. I like I said, I could see her getting called up, but I just don't know what you do. The problem: the women's division is so stacked in NXT, and now that they're doing the championship merger, there's just um, there's less opportunities. Okay, so Bear's got the real question. I saw people debating this online. 
Asking, did you have any problems with Tiffany Stratton coming out with braids oh, and cornrows? My girlfriend did find it offensive, but I didn't have a problem with it. Well, so, Alfred, did you find no. it offensive? No, I don't. This cultural appropriation thing is just one of these South Parkian things where people are getting carried away with their ideologies. Yes, there is cultural appropriation. Yes, it does need to be called out when it's an extreme version that can be construed as offensive or destructive. More times than not, it's just much ado about nothing. I did not find this to be appropriating. It really did make me think more of a fight because I, you know, watching yeah. UFC, women's MMA, UFC. you see a lot of women show up with their hair braided. Like I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to pull. Ivy up Nile wears her hair like that. Ronda Rousey wears her hair like that. Even just in, in wrestling, it, it just means business. There ain't no no bitch is gonna pull your hair here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me, I don't I mean, want to tell that's... people what to be offended by, but this did not offend me. Wasn't no. the barrier really broken when Justin Timberlake had the the cornrows back in the uh, early 2000s? I think that might set your people back a couple of decades. <laughs> I told the story on Game Boys to Men, uh, Jeff Gerstmann's Patreon-exclusive podcast, where we re relive our youth in the video game industry. I told the story how in 90s, so I didn't really know what cultural appropriation was as a term until the early 2000s. Um, and I grew up in a lightly diverse town but you know in uh, 1992 what was the big trend you know spike had the movie coming out from malcolm x so the x hats so of course i was in oakland one day i'm like i'm buying an x hat and i wore that thing to school for the better part of three months <laughs> let's go also what happened? you didn't get nobody roasted you or anything like that <sighs> okay so a member of my wrestling team every time uh, who who happened to be black every time i would pass him he would uh, hold up a black power fist every time he, <laughs> he passed me. It was a light mocking. I, you know, yeah, it's not I'm that sure it's the, left. This, this wasn't like uh, uh, Cameron from Young Black Teenagers and House Party 2 situation. I think I just, I, I didn't think I was black. I think I thought I was like MC Search and I was just going to be like a really in touch. Emphasizing. Yeah. Yeah. Because MC Search, if you remember, MC Search was really like oh, well versed in Afrocent. Yeah. I owned a cross color top, you know, like it was 1992. Very Milton, yeah. You know, it was it was the era. Uh, <laughs> black women love Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is talented, chat. man. A, a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of people love Justin Timberlake. He's a, I think he's a little underrated, just a tad bit. His beatboxing is some of the better beatboxing. I'd put him up there with the fat boys in terms of beatbox quality. Yeah. So you liked uh, NSYNC's pop. So I can go on and on about NSYNC's pop, but here's the reason why it's awesome is that BT, the British electronic music producer, like produced that song. And he took JT beatboxing and then like cut it together with hundreds of splice points to get that sound. It's very technically complex. And I think it sounds incredible, especially on a good, surround system very nice it's really an incredible song so what else do we got oh well we didn't talk about the real main event of tonight which was javi the body i've been waiting <laughs> to talk about this guy the whole hour this guy's going around causing trouble backstage oh yeah javi the body it looks like they're really trying to build up i had to write this guy's name down the other guy hank something hank walker or something like that God bless him, but I think his only purpose should be to say prick, just like they used to fly Ron Simmons around the country where he would only say, damn, he should just say prick because that's the reaction he got. But this Javi the Body is going to be a star. Javi the Body. I Googled him. There's not even a, they don't even have his finisher listed anywhere. But... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. He's the, he's the newest thing on the streets. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chase U has an exchange student. Yeah. <laughs> this was great. Yeah. I actually love this segment. <laughs> Taking liberties. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some good moments tonight. It's just the first half of the show was really rough, and I just I'm not excited about these unification matches. What do you want them to do, Glenn? Throw the titles in the trash? I mean, maybe. I mean, you and might as well. I would rather, I like Glenn's idea of NXT homecoming. That that could have come together in a couple of weeks. They've known about this for a couple of months, actually. And so they've had their time to build this thing up. They just chose not to. NXT warning shot. It's going to be a fun pay-per-view. It's going to be a nice little warning shot. And uh, Issa, if they throw the titles in the trash, the D'Angelo family works in sanitation. So there you go. <laughs> that is so how Tony's getting his first title. I refuse <laughs> that. Oh, the best way for Tony to get his title is to say it fell off a truck. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he shows up with the NXT UK Championship and they're like, bro, that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> that would actually be a fun gimmick. Yeah. And they should have the title that permanently has like lettuce and tomatoes slapped onto it <laughs> every time you see him with the title. Ah. Talking about the show tonight is more fun than the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. That's NXT. Uh, Kelvin saying the star of the segment was Tiana Caffey. Big body Javi is the new Gino Hernandez. Yeah. I like that comparison. Uh, was it, it was the, big body Javi. That's right. Not Javi the body. Big body Javi. Mm. Uh, the real question, did both of you watch uh, the Orphan prequel yet on Paramount Plus? No, is it good? I really, I don't yeah. have Paramount, Paramount Plus. Oh, dude. I didn't get it. No, not good. yet. You not said yet. you watch it? Oh, no, I have I'm like not, not I have power. It. I didn't have power, power like half of the weekend, so I'll get to it. You remember first it was my orphan. plan for Sunday? Yeah, I know, that, I know. Got busted. It wasn't as good as the first Orphan, but God damn it, for a prequel, it was it was pretty damn enjoyable. Wow. Very solid. I'll check it out. You know, and what, seeing a 23 year old play a nine year old, somehow they pulled it <laughs> off. What? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. They have all these doubles that are like little kids from behind the back, but uh, shots and whatnot. But then um, I saw behind the scenes, like there's scenes of Isabel Furman and a scene with like uh, Julia Stiles and like everyone's wearing lifts. So Isabel like appears lower. Like it's crazy <laughs> some of the stuff they did to pull this off. That's amazing. I'll check it out, maybe. Yeah, it's a wild movie. It was very fun, though. It was very good. Uh, cool. Well, on that note, we're going to be back Friday to see, do, do we get Sammy on the Bloodline merch? Fingers yeah. crossed. I'm looking forward to Friday night. SmackDown's fun. Fun show. It's getting good. Friday's getting good. Follow Isa on Twitter. She's at NYC Demon Diva. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. She's doing watch-alongs, reactions, and all sorts of other uh, 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 hijinks. <laughs> Follow Alfred at This Is Nasty. Alfred, uh, your YouTube channel. Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Bits. Bits. The blackest right. growing YouTube channel in the nation right now. We are on fire, and I love it. We're going to have a couple of great videos this week. There you go. And I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Everybody, we will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.